from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, hope you are well. Hope those you love are doing well. We're starting a new season. Goodness, where does the time go? Uh, this will be season, oh, jeez, uh, five? We did singles. We did tag team. We did hoss fight. We did a mini lethal lottery, 90s lethal lottery, which I'll count as a full season. Uh, so this is what I think is season five. We've done a little, couple little things uh, here and there in between. Uh, but it's time. You knew when we were going to do hosses, uh, we had to go the other way um, and do cruiserweights. But as you'll hear on this show, <clears throat> are they cruiserweights? Well, that's, that's up for debate. So here's where we are. Um, season five. Uh, yes, COVID is still a thing. This can technically still be called the Corona Cup. Uh, though I will say, um, of the seasons, this is probably the one in which uh, Corona is the least impactful. Uh, I'm going to note the time and date that I said that in the hopes that it doesn't come back to bite me later. Um, so here's the thing. Hosses are easy to determine, I think. If you're a big dude, you're a hoss. And, uh, you know, Willie Mack is a hoss. Braun Strowman is a hoss. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Yokozuna. Uh, and I even went as far as to say Taz is a hoss. Um, and I was fine with all of that. Trying to determine what qualifies as a cruiserweight is tricky, especially when you hope to get 256 of them. Um, so what I did, let me walk you through my process here, is I went to cage match, same as I always do, and I just started going through, you click on the wrestler tab, links them based on their rankings, the Undertaker's number one, and then it goes down. Um, and as I'm looking at them, I'm taking all the hosses out, but for everybody else, I'm trying to decide, okay, are you, uh, a cruiserweight or are you somewhere in the middle? I'm neither cruiser nor hoss. Middleweight's probably the wrong term. Um, average Joe is probably the wrong term, but those guys, those people in the middle, cause eventually I want to do a tournament with them too. Um, and as I'm doing it, what I started doing, and I've done, I've done this multiple times. I've tried to make this list multiple times because it's very hard to determine who a cruiserweight is. Allow me to give you an example. Dean Ambrose, in his WWE days, was probably between 220 and 230. Now, depending on how we want to classify a cruiserweight, he might be on the list. Um, 
you know, the WCW, I think, was two. At some point, somebody had 215. Then it was 205. Um, you know, for some reason, I've always, like, figured 220, 225 kind of is the cutoff. Uh, you know, but a guy like Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho, was cruiserweight champion. Uh, which brings up another thing. You know, you can bring it up with Ambrose, too. At different points of their career, they may have qualified as cruiserweights. 90s, Chris Jericho was a cruiserweight. Uh, He gets to WWE. He bulks up. He's no longer a cruiserweight. Now, uh, based on some recent AEW pictures, at one point he was definitely not a cruiserweight. He looked like Mickey Rourke. Now he might actually qualify again. And I didn't want to do... Different eras. Oh, 90s Chris Jericho counts, so that's what we're going to do. And then Chris Jericho can also show up in the quote-unquote middleweight tournament. No, didn't want to do that. So after multiple starts and stops and, you know, I talked to my inner circle. They were like, well, it's about the eye test. So here's what I did. I went through cage match and I made a list of the wrestlers and their weights. And I had to convert because it's in kilograms because it's a German website. And I, and then eventually I gave up converting. Uh, I made a list and I got to 512 wrestlers. I didn't include all of them. I tried to keep off the guys who are obviously uh, fitting the bad guy rule. Didn't even put them on the list. Some of the dinks might have made it. Um, but the bad guys didn't make it. Chris Benoit is not going to be talked about. And I took out some of the wrestlers, again, wrestlers who I don't know. Uh, some wrestlers who are more famous for being part of a tag team. So to give you an example, uh, this Everrise, I don't know what they call themselves. They're part of the Jericho Society. Angelo Parker and Matt Menard um, technically were on my list at first. I took them off because... I, A, I don't know which one is which, and B, I'm not knowledgeable about them as single stars to think they warrant being on the list. So I got to 512, perfect bracket number. I then took that list and I sorted it by weight first, smallest to largest, and then I uh, sorted it by rank because we do want to have some rankings on this. And then I went halfway down, 256, somewhere in the range of 100 kilograms, 220, which I think actually worked out nicely. Um, I found the halfway point. I did a couple little tweaks in terms of, you know, somebody was in the earlier half, probably belonged in the middleweight category. I did a little tweakage there. Um, And then I just cut it in half. And so I have 256 wrestlers who are 220 pounds or less, and I'm calling them, you can call them cruiserweights, you can call them lightweights. This is going to be the group that's in this tournament. Uh, You'll hear some of these names, and you'll probably say, yep, totally makes sense. Flying Brian Pillman absolutely was a cruiserweight. Uh, Takamishinoku, no doubt. And you might hear some names that go, no. No, I don't think that one fits. That's just how it's going to be. And then I wanted to do something different as well, because uh, I'll tell you, I'm not bored with tournaments. I will never be bored with tournament brackets. 
but I'm worried that you might be. We've done four seasons of these tournaments. We've done consolation brackets and all of that. I wanted a change. And you know how much I love if I, you know, if there's something I love almost as much as a regular old tournament bracket, uh, it is uh, a round robin. So what I've done is I've ranked them similar to how you would rank a March Madness tournament. Uh, my screen just went blank on my Chromebook and I got to look at my hair. It's uh, 6.10 in the morning. I haven't showered in two days because it's summer for me. Um, and I'm actually going to post these relatively recently. I'm not going to wait. It's, it's July 5th. Um, my hair was a fright. I, I wish there was a way you could not have a reflection show in your computer because it just makes you... I don't think you've ever looked worse than in the, your reflection in a computer. Uh, so I have them ranked, you know, 1 in 16 and all of that, but I'm going to put them in groups of four. So the number one seed, 16 seed, 8 seed, and 9 seed, which is the top quarter of a tournament bracket, uh, they're going to be a group of four, and we'll do a round-robin tournament. Now, some of this, I think, will be... I was going to just use dice. I can't just do that. Uh, some of the matches, I will do just my own decision-making who should win. Uh, there will be names that obviously are superior to others. Some of them I will solve with dice, if I can remember where I put my dice. Are you under here? Huh. Well, I'll have to find the dice. Today, I think, might be just doing some bracketing. Uh, anyways, uh, so then we'll do another group, 4, 13, 5, 12, then 6, 11, 3, 14, and then finally 2, 15, 7, 10. Um, so... Similar to the rank, you know, a ranking in a regular tournament, it's going to be advantageous to be one of the higher names. Now I'm wondering where my dice went. Anyways, uh, are you behind here? Nope, that's a banana peel from this morning's breakfast. I'll have to find the dice. Interesting. I wonder, did they fall off? Anyways, uh, so, I'll take this group of four, and there'll be three rounds, each person wrestling each person in the tournament, and then once we do that, we'll have, ideally, first, second, third, fourth, unless there's ties. There, I don't think there... Can there be ties? I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, and then we'll have a, a bracket of the people who won their initial group of four quartet, uh, we'll have people who are second, third, and fourth, and then we'll probably do it again. Um, maybe for some of the lower names, we'll do a, just a regular tournament or even a battle royal. We'll see how we feel when we get there. But that's what I'm thinking. I've got a new notebook. It's got a purple cover because purple is the color of the cruiserweights if you watched 205 Live. Uh, and so what I thought I would do today, since I can't find the dice... I don't want to pause recording. I will give myself, however, uh, 10 seconds for station identification uh, to just get up and see if maybe a different angle will help me locate the dice. Not that I might need them for today, but now it's just bugging me. 10 seconds. Found them. I found them. 
hiding under a small pile of papers, uh, vehicle tax info that needs to go into our safe. And I'm lazy, and I don't have the key to the safe in this room, so they've been just sitting there. But I have my three 20-sided dice. Um, so, do I want to... I think we're good. So here's what we'll do. I'm going to do um, one row. Because I have 16 rows of these 16 names. Because it's 256. Uh, so I will come up with the bracketing. Well, here's another question. I like doing this on the air. Because A, it makes me feel like an idiot. And B, I want you to to kind of go through the process with me. Do I do it all? You know, 116, 8, 9. Do I do all three rounds? Or do I do just the first round and then go back through and do other rounds? I actually think that's more interesting to me is, you know, so... Let's get some names. Let's look at these first four names here. Our first number one seed is Sami Zayn. Uh, I, of course, have not looked at these. These have all been redacted and randomized. Sami Zayn versus Lenny Lane. We know we are in a good place when it rhymes. When the first matchup rhymes... I know we're doing something right. The fates have smiled upon us yet again. Sami Zayn, Lenny Lane. Both names rhyme. Uh, that's our first matchup. And then our the 8-9 matchup will be El Desperado from New Japan, who's apparently very good, and David Finley. We get a New Japan matchup here. All right, so that's our first group of four. So those four combatants are going to battle each other um, all the way around. And then we will determine, you know, again, who's the winner of that, second, third, and fourth. Now, already, just based on those four names, you probably have an idea in your head of who you think will win that bracket. It's probably going to be Sami Zayn. I can't imagine a world in which it wouldn't be. Um, and while I don't want to go through all of that right now, because again, if I did it randomly, if I rolled dice for all of it, you know, yeah, I could give Sami some advantage points. Um, we did, was it the last episode of the Lethal Lottery where I started giving advantage points and then rolling dice? Uh, I could do something like that where I give Sammy a big edge, but maybe there's an upset. Um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet how that's going to work. Uh, so what we'll do is let's do the first round. Let's do those two matches, and then we're going to leave those four, and we'll come back to it uh, and do some more. Sammy's going to be... Um, Lenny Lane, Sammy has a win. Lenny has zero wins. But for Desperado and David Finley, obviously I'm more inclined to like Finley because of the history. 
um, of his dad. Uh, Desperado is good. I'm once again one of the most common themes of these seasons is how little I really know about Japanese wrestling. Uh, but we'll roll dice. So I've got two dice here, two for Desperado, two for Finley, and I'm not going to give any advantage points or anything. We'll just see who wins. Desperado gets a 15. Remember the rule, if you remember from our old one, uh, if it rolls off the notebook, I re-roll. David Finley gets a 22. So Finley is going to win. Finley won. Despy zero. So there's that first round. Sami Zayn has one win. David Finley has one win. At some point, we will do those again. Sammy will face Desperado. Lenny will face David. And we'll see. So I'm going to leave some space here. It'll make sense to leave a couple lines. One, two. So we skip a line, then do another match. Skip a line, do another match. All right. So now that we've done this, I hope this makes sense. I think it makes sense to me. Uh, let's unveil the next quartet. Our number four seed is Riddle. I know what you're thinking. Riddle ain't a cruiserweight. Technically, he is. We have to presume, in this case, um, we are assuming that Cage Match has an accurate representation of their weights. I was not going to go either through every WWE page or every Wikipedia page to try to get their version of the weights. Uh, I love doing these tournaments, but that would be ludicrous to do that much research into a number that's probably made up anyways. Is Riddle really a cruiserweight? No. Is it going to be fun to have him in this category? Yes. I think we have to have a little joie de vivre here. This isn't going to be about cruiserweights. This is just another group of wrestlers doing something fun. Riddle's a number four seed. His opponent, the 13 seed, Johnny Devine of uh, Team Canada, our TNA days. Our number five seed, oh man, Jimmy Yang, Jimmy Wang Yang, love him. And our number 12 seed, Sonny Kiss. That would be an entertaining matchup. Uh, I don't think I need dice for this particular matchup. Uh, Riddle beats Johnny Devine, no question. And Jimmy Wang Yang is going to beat Sonny Kiss. I'm happy with that. Uh, I will roll probably for Divine and Kiss. And because it's my tournament, I'll probably roll for Riddle and Yang because I do love Jimmy Wang Yang. So good. A young dragon, so good. Uh, brief stint in WWE, I think, briefly um, before becoming Jimmy Wang Yang, you know. But a great cruiserweight. Made a silly cowboy gimmick work. Uh, a lot of fun. So, skip a line, one, two, skip a line, one, two. Doot, doot, doot. I think we'll be able to fit all of these on one page. That's the hope. Our number six seed, Shannon Moore. Another uh, probably unheralded cruiserweight. Taking on the 11 seed. Oh, oh no. Masachono. Again. <laughs> Not a cruiserweight. By, by definitions of your high flyers, not a cruiserweight. Um, and I'm not going to switch these around. I'm not. 
There are probably people in the middleweight category um, who, you know, would be more cruiserweights than this, but that would require scanning all of these. You know, I'm looking over. I have another tab open. You know, uh, technically, like, you know, are the the are either of the killer bees more of a cruiserweight? Sure. Um, Sonny Siaki was at least in the X division, but most of these names, having scrolling through, actually, no, none of these names qualify. And apparently, I spelled something wrong because I'm looking at a name called Tim Pritchard, the doctor of uh, dessert, Tim Pritchard. So we're gonna keep it. So we've got. Uh, Shannon Moore versus Masachono. Our number three seed is Pentagon, Penta Zero Miedo. Call him what you will. I'm going to call him Pentagon Jr. because it's easy to write down. And his opponent, the 14 seed. Oh, 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 man, I'd pay to watch this match. And we probably will get to see it in some form or fashion over there on the AEW. Penta versus Danhausen. That's awesome. That's hilarious and awesome. Um, okay. As I go through, one of the things I will keep in mind, I don't think I'm going to call it a rule necessarily. These, these tournaments tend to have rules develop as we go. But one of the things I do need to keep in mind is the fact that this is supposed to be technically in its essence, a cruiserweight tournament. Masachono is an incredible wrestler whether you know him from NWO Japan, maybe you saw him kind of in the late 80s, early 90s during a WCW New Japan crossover. Maybe you just know him from New Japan. He's great. He's not a cruiserweight. Shannon Moore was. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to give Shannon Moore the win here, but I think just because of that, I'm giving at least Shannon Moore a chance and we're going to roll some dice. So, because Shannon Moore is a cruiserweight, he's going to roll a, a 10. Not a good roll, considering this is out of 40 possible points. Masachono, a 9. So, technically, now maybe this is by DQ. We're not going to do that. I could be doing something like that. I've done tournaments before where, depending on the number of points of the win... If you win by eight points, that's a pinfall. If you win by six points, it's this. Three points is a countout. I'm not going to do any of that. And each of those points would count for something. If you remember, again, your late 80s, early 90s, they did a round-robin tournament. And depending on how you won, you got a certain number of points. I love that. We don't have time for that. Uh, and then Pentagon versus Danhausen. I'd love to think Pentagon could win that. But he can't. So Pentagon's going to get uh, one point. In, oh, he was the number three seed. I was like, he's kind of the favorite to win. And he was the highest ranked. So that makes sense. All right. Let's do our last matchup for this page. Our number two seed is Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, he is definitely cruiserweight-ish. He was in the cruiserweight classic. Um, not your typical cruiserweight, but I, to me, that's what makes him good. My favorite cruiserweights are kind of the ones who don't always high fly. He's taking on a great high flyer in the great Sasuke, or I call him the great Sasuke, but I don't think that's how you pronounce that name. I think it's the great Sasuke. 
uh, Japanese legend. Our number seven seed is Taguchi. This is a very new Japan-friendly bracket, although I can't say I know for sure that the great Sasuke was in New Japan. Uh, and Taguchi, the coach, is taking on our number 15 seed uh, from uh, AEW's one half of the acclaimed Anthony Bowens. Um, Bowens is, again, not a cruiserweight. According, He is according to his weight, but he doesn't look like he's a buff dude. I'm assuming the weight's a little off there, but we're going with it. Uh, unfortunately for the great Sasuke, while I have watched you wrestle, I don't know enough, and it's Zack Sabre Jr. Come on. Sabre's going to win. Uh, I will roll for Taguchi and Anthony Bowens, though, just just for fun. Let's roll that. Uh, Taguchi's going to get a 24, double 12s. Pretty decent roll. Bowens, a 26. So Bowens is going to get that win over... Taguchi, which makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't know why. Taguchi, that just sounds inappropriate. Uh, so there we go. So this is how this is going to work. That's one page. Um, those, you know, that's a group of 16. That would be a page of a bracket there. Uh, and, you know, normally we would do some sort, it would be a tournament. We'd get Sammy versus Finley, Riddle versus Yang. We're doing it different this time. So... We've got our group that has a win. We'll do another matchup here uh, later. We're going to leave this and come back to it another day. Um, but that's our first round for those fine folks. And we're only at the 25-minute mark. And now that I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing, um, let's do it again. And you know what? Since it's a new notebook, let's not write on the backs of the pages. Let's, let's just go back to a new fresh page and do it all over again who's our next number one seed you ask although actually you know what let's do let's do it this way we don't need to go in a specific order let's go back and forth so let's start at 15 and work our way back uh our 15 seed is fred yehi i think i said that name right <clears throat> i like fred yehi a lot he is tech he's a smaller dude i don't get the mask he wears he wears this weird like I don't know what it is. It's like a Nick. I don't know what it is. He wears a weird mask, but he's a great wrestler. He's somebody that I look at and I'm like, yeah, I like your style quite a bit. Um, at 15, he's a bit of an underdog here, but he's taking on the number seven seed, Spike Dudley. Definitely a cruiserweight. Definitely a legend. I don't care for Spike Dudley. His gimmick is that he gets thrown through stuff. I don't get it. So, all right, let's do our other ones. Our 10 seed here is Santos Escobar. Probably feels a little low to be a 10 seed. Doesn't appear that highly on uh, cage match. Our number two seed, Jushin Thunder Liger. Definitely a cruiserweight. Definitely worthy of being a number two seed. Um, for both of these, if it were up to me, I would give Fred Yehi the win over Spike Dudley because I just like Fred Yehi that much more. But for both of these, actually, we'll roll some dice. Uh, Yehi is getting a three. Oh, no. <laughs> Fred, what are you doing to me, Fred? Spike at 18. All right. I don't like it, but all right, Spike will get the win over Yehi. 
And I like Santos a lot. You know how I feel about King Cuerno. Um, I like Jushin Liger a lot. Let's roll some dice. Santos, 23. Liger. Oh, man. That ain't... That one of them landed on its point. That doesn't happen often. It fell in the hole of the notebook. 18. Santos is going to get a win there. Uh, I don't feel great about that. I feel like Liger should go 3-0 and just because of who he is. But I think it's fine. I don't know that I'm going to make a, a definitive list at the end. I don't think I'm going to do a rankings necessarily. Um we're just having fun here with some, with some cruiserweights. Our number 14 seed is Tom Lawler. I've seen him in MLW. I've seen a bit of him in New Japan Strong. He's okay. I like Fred Yehi better. I think they might even be part of the same like training group. I like Fred Yehi better, but Tom Lawler's not bad. Taking on Jay Lethal. That'd be a fun match. Lawler versus Lethal. That'd be fun. Our number 11 seed, Daniel Garcia uh, from AEW, I think part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, and his taking on the number six seed, Jerry Lynn, also, I think right now, with AEW in a coaching role. Uh, I rolled dice for both of the first matches. I'm not rolling dice for any of these. Lethal is getting a win over Lawler. Lethal, much more of a typical cruiserweight. And Jerry Lynn, a fantastic wrestler. Not, We don't sing his praises enough. Um, but he is very, very good. So Lethal and Lynn are going to win their opening matches there. We'll roll dice when they wrestle each other. Our number 12 seed, Simon Dean, Nova. You know, you want to talk about... Listening to Regal's podcast, you know, taking a gimmick and making it work. Simon Dean has had some weird gimmicks in his life, and he's tried his best to make them work. Got to respect that. Simon Dean taking on uh, Davey Richards, one of the Wolves. Admittedly, I don't know a lot about uh, Davey Richards. Uh, he looks like the Dynamite Kid, if I remember correctly. Uh, we'll probably roll for that one. Uh, Drago is our next wrestler. One of my favorite parts of Lucha Underground. I don't understand how the tongue thing worked. I think it must have been some sort of gummy that he had in his mouth. That couldn't have been his real tongue. That had to be fake. And then he just, you know, it disappeared somehow. And Drago is taking on, ooh, great match. Chad Gable. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's roll for Dean and Richards. Simon Dean getting a 19, Davey Richards, another three. So Simon Dean getting the win over Richards. And I love me some Chad Gable. Again, sized like a cruiserweight, doesn't wrestle like one. Uh, he's going to get the win over Drago. And then our final matchup here, Dragon Lee. Again, I think I've seen wrestle a couple of times in New Japan. Pretty good. Taking on uh, Yujiro Takahashi, another New Japan matchup. Uh, I think that's the Tokyo Pimp. Though maybe he doesn't have that gimmick anymore. I hope not. And he, our 16 seed, Andre Chase. Talk about taking a gimmick and making it work. He is hugely over down there in NXT. Uh, didn't think that was going to happen. Good for him. 
and his opponent will be our number one seed, Dolph Ziggler. Is Dolph Ziggler a cruiserweight? No, but he's closer to being a cruiserweight than Riddle, probably, if we think about it, if we're honest with ourselves. Uh, let's roll for Dragon Lee and Takahashi. Dragon Lee, a eight. thought it was Snake Eyes. Takahashi, a 35. Wow. Big money roll for uh, Yujiro. Ziggler will obviously beat Andre Chase. And there we have it, friends. Two of our first pages are done. We have a setup here. We're doing some round-robin tournaments. Uh, we are going to do all the other opening round contests. We'll have 16 pages. We won't do consolations for a long time, which I think is actually kind of fun. And then we'll go through, once we do all 16 of our pages, we'll go through... And we'll go back to Sammy, Lenny, Desperado, and Finley. We'll do their second round. And we'll make our way back through. And eventually, we'll have groups that won their initial brackets, groups that lost their initial brackets, and the people who came in second and third. And we'll do some re-ranking and do it all again. The fun never stops here at the DC Matthews Experience. I'm grateful you're here with me. I'm grateful you're coming along for the ride. Uh, I hope this is a, uh, a slightly, slightly new and exciting version uh, of the Tournament of Nerdiness for us all. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. <laughs>